Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Alma Latina Online Magazine's second podcast. I'm your host, Sakana Jamil, and here we will be discussing the upcoming municipal elections across the region, along with the issue of low turnout rates among young voters. Joining us in this discussion is Musa Mansour, a candidate running for regional council Ward 1 in the city of Pickering. Keep listening to hear more about his campaign, along with his thoughts on why young people should start getting more involved in politics. All right, so we're here with Musa Mansour, um, who is running for Ward 1 Regional Councillor mm-hmm. in Pickering. Yeah. Um, and so can you, Musa, just start off by introducing yourself and tell me a little bit about how you got involved in politics. Okay, how much time do I have? Um, as long as they <laughs> need. need. Okay, so that's good. Well, my name is Musa Mansour. I'm, I'm running to be the next Regional Councillor uh, in Ward 1. Um, I've lived in Pickering for uh, a number of years. I think I moved out here when I was maybe 10, 10 or 11. Um, I guess how I got involved in politics. I've always loved politics. I've always, for some reason, had a really like tremendous passionate interest about it at a very young age. I, I tell the story all the time. My dad, my dad loved politics too, which is I think how a lot of people kind of get into it when their parents are. And I used to watch uh, Meet the Press with Tim Russert and uh, Face the Nation when I was really young on Sundays when other people were watching cartoons. So <laughs> I've always had this like love for it. And I kind of got interested here on a local level starting at around 2013, uh, 2014. It was the, the previous municipal election. And I realized there really wasn't any information for people, whether they were young, old, or who lived here in our community, about municipal elections, about municipal candidates. And turnout was so low. It was around, it was in the low 30s, high 20s. And I thought, well, maybe that's because nobody really knows what their counselors, what their mayoral candidates, what their uh, DDSB trustees actually kind of stand for or care about. So I started this thing called Pickering Votes. It was with my, uh, my friend and now campaign manager, Hasib Hassan. And it was this awareness initiative where we went out and we, we uh, interviewed with a, uh, a specific set of questions on important issues, uh, all the counselors and all the uh, candidates for council and mayor. And it was during this process that we found out, you know, about some of the local issues and how um, fascinating municipal politics was. I know that's not something that people really, like, associate with municipal politics, but it is a really, really interesting and at sometimes like House of Cards level intrigue. I'm not even – it's really like that. And I did not expect that at all, but it was and during that process, it, it went really well. You know, at the end, near the election, our readership kind of really went off. And a lot of people read the read our articles. And a lot of people emailed us and, and uh, sent us messages saying, you know, thanks. Like, this really appre- – I appreciate it. It helped me um, determine my vote. But during that process, we met this young woman named Jennifer O'Connell. So she was a, uh, the regional council ward one back then, the position I'm running for now. And she was the only woman. Uh, on council and she stuck out like a sore thumb in the best possible way because it was a bunch of you know older uh, males and she was a young blonde woman and she's badass (laughs) like she really is and so we met her in her office and we had these questions and she was so informed and so engaged and so brilliant and just in my opinion like heads and it was just she was very impressive. And it was a fellow young person who really cared about getting uh, you know, young people engaged in the process and really appreciated that we were doing this. So we stayed in contact. 
And, you know, she won her election and she really, you know, provided us with some advice along the way, you know, informal advice about, um, uh, you know, maybe growing our readership, getting more people engaged. And then I went back to school. At that time, I was studying at Guelph. Um, I went back to school, and then uh, the next federal election was rolling around, and I just get an email from her, and I'm sitting studying for my exams, and she goes, hey, you know, uh, when, once you're back in town, I know you're at school. Like, I'd love to, you know, meet up uh, uh, for a coffee. You know, I need your uh, – I'd love your advice, opinion on something. I had no idea what she was talking about. So we – so I came back. And we sat at the Starbucks on Liverpool and Kingston, and she asked me whether or not uh, she should consider running for the federal liberal nomination. So for someone like me who's just kind of involved in politics, it's like, she's asking me? That's kind of, I don't know if that's how it's supposed to go, but it was. She was genuinely curious as to what, like, I thought. And I said, let's do it. You know, I'll play, I'll do all I can, of course, you know, with school and uh, obviously being a... A priority, but I'll do all I can. And and you know, she said, okay, I'll let you know. And then she decided to do it. She decided to jump in, and I went full steam ahead. I worked on her campaign, um, worked on her nomination, and really became very close friends with her. I'm I'm proud to call her a mentor. I'm super lucky to call her a mentor, and it's just been politics ever since. Mm-hmm. So that's how I kind of got involved in a long-winded type of way. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you just need that mentor, that person who gets you, who, you know, takes you under their wing or who can show you that, hey, you know what you do? Uh, like politics doesn't have to be for a specific segment of society. Mm-hmm. Anyone can get involved at any age, yeah. uh, just as long as you're passionate, knowledgeable and interested. Mm-hmm. So um, like you mentioned, uh, she stuck out like a sore thumb yeah. because she was like the only woman. Yeah. Um, I think in Durham... Um, there's been this history of just like regional counselors, oh, yeah. even um, MPs, and everyone. They're always like older mm-hmm. um, Caucasian men. Mm-hmm. Um, so any any minority, I guess, who runs is is going to stand out. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Do you consider that like is that something that like deters you, or is that like a motivation for you? <sighs> That's a good question. Honestly, if I had to choose between the two, it would be motivation mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, I don't think it deters me at all. Um, but I, I will say this. I see it as, I guess, motivation in a sense because there are a lot of, not a lot, but there are a certain amount of people that will say, well, why are you running in you know, this specific area that has a population that's you know, predominantly Caucasian? And I, don't, and I think that's just the complete wrong way to look at it, right? And so I, I honestly believe, and I've been knocking on doors now for months, and I've, I've talked to thousands of people literally, and... For every one person who you can tell is prejudiced because of, you know, the way they say things or the the way they sort of perhaps look at you or, or speak to you, there are a countless amount of people who look at me and say, wow, it's fantastic that, you know, we have someone young, mm-hmm. you know, diverse, who's passionate and interested, who's running. So... While, yeah, for sure, the, 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 the reality of the situation is, yeah, our politicians ha- for decades have been, you know, predominantly come from a certain segment of society. I think, you know, whether it's Jennifer, whether it's Selena Caesar Chavan in, in Whitby, whether it's uh, councillors in Oshawa around the Durham region, uh, you know, Ajax who are, who are making the leap. And I think after this election, we're going to see even more. Mm-hmm. I, I think we're going in the right direction. I really do. And... P- <laughs> I, you know, I'm an optimist, so maybe that's just, you know, me with my rose-colored uh, glasses. But I really think we're going to keep go- moving in the right direction because at the end of the day, the strong majority of people are wanting that change, mm-hmm. are looking for that, and are not making 
you know, gender, ethnicity, race, sexual orientation, an actual uh, issue for them at the ballot box. And I think that, that we should celebrate that. Yeah. Um, so I guess like that, that you just mentioned, like that is a motivation. Are there any other things that kind of have motivated you to run for this position specifically? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the motivation to run for this for this position specifically is is purely uh, policy based. I've always loved like policy. I, the reason why I think the best, the only reason why anyone should be in politics is because they want to make a difference. And so for the past for the past three years, I, I've worked for for, for Jennifer uh, O'Connell and you know traveled back and forth between here and Ottawa uh, as her legislative aide. And my job was to help people. You know, community organizations, constituents deal with, you know, the federal bureaucracy, you know, whether it's CRA, immigration, all that stuff. And, and trust me, that, that can be very difficult. Um, but it was, it was also to try to attract as much investments, support, funding for our community. And what I found, especially uh, at the position that I'm running for, is that there wasn't enough advocacy on behalf of, of, of residents. There just wasn't. Right. There is a historic amount of support coming from from the federal government amount. And I just didn't think that our 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 uh, regional council right now was doing the job that he needed to do to advocate for his community. And it's not even political differences as much as the political differences we do have. And there are plenty. Trust me. It's a lack of. Uh, advocacy and determination and willingness to do a good job mm-hmm. and that really frustrated me because there were so many people you know across Durham region because a lot of a lot of you know funding and support from federal government can't necessarily directly go to the city of Pickering especially when it comes to things like transit but it goes to the Durham region and where the Durham region then decides its priorities and we just weren't getting what I thought we deserved we are a grown population with a diverse educated brilliant workforce you know what I mean? That needs to, 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 to have the proper transit systems, that needs to have the proper roads and infrastructure to move products, people, and goods. And we just weren't getting what we needed out of our regional counselors. So that's why I decided to run, because I think I can do a better job. And I don't think anyone should, you know, do, should go into politics because, you know, they, they want the position either for the title or for, for what comes out of it. It's can you do a better job than the person right there who's, who's doing the job now? why and then just articulate that to people yeah, yeah. You, is there anything you specifically hope to change in pickering mm-hmm. so yeah there there definitely is i think we need to make life more affordable for people so that's the number one thing that i'm i'm talking to people about um and and the i guess the beauty of this issue as 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 upsetting as it as it can be is it's one of the few issues affordability i'm talking about here where young people and seniors are aligned. We don't find that on a lot of things where, you know, there's a bit of a, a disparity between, you know, uh, policy positions when it comes to those two demographics. But on affordability, young people can't afford to find a, a home in Pickering. You know, people call us a bedroom community. And that is correct, except for a lot of young people who are actually trying to live in Pickering. It's very difficult to find something affordable at the start of your career. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are resorting to basement apartments that are sometimes not even like legal. You know, and there's nothing wrong with basement apartments, but sometimes it's it's actually illegal in some some instances because they want to stay at home and live in Pickering, but they can't find affordable, adequate housing. For seniors, it's property tax increases every year that affect them tremendously when they're on a fixed income, 
right? They don't have a job. They don't get a raise. It's only tied to inflation. And oftentimes when, when these property taxes are more, there are a countless amount of people who tell me, I'm going to have to move out. Like, I have to sell my home. I can't afford the property tax increases. And that's a very difficult thing to hear from, from someone, you know, because that's, that's someone who's your grandma's age, who's your grandpa's age, right? And it's, it's very difficult. And so the, the number one thing that I really want to do is make life affordable. Mm-hmm. And uh, city council uh, right now can have a very big impact on that. And I can go on and on about the other things that I want to change, but that is really the number one thing because it's the number one thing that people, the number one uh, issue that people are facing. So do you think with your um, younger mindset then, like, what do you... Because I'm sure, like, yeah. um, there's always, like, that aspect of, like, oh, like, politicians make all these promises. Yeah, for sure. And they can't do it. So do you think that, um, like, your age has anything that you can help bring that will allow these changes to be put into place? Yeah, yeah, for, for sure. Because you, we look at it, you know, young people look at things in a, just in a different perspective. So one of the things, one of the sort of issues that uh, that I've been talking to people about is because you, you're right. Every four years, whenever there's election, it's all, it's very predictable what a politician's going to say, mm-hmm. right? They're going to say, I want to lower your property taxes and I want to create jobs. And what I've been saying is, you know what? I'm going to promise those things too. <laughs> but the difference is, especially in the case of my opponent, he's had 10, 15 years mm-hmm. to make that happen. And by every conceivable, quantifiable measure, he just hasn't. Now, why is that the case? Because it's easy to diagnose the problem and where's the solution. Because right now, and city council, and I've gotten a first-hand look at this from my former position uh, with, with uh, MP O'Connell, is right now city council is, is and my, my, my opponent specifically, is determined to attract industries of the past to create the jobs of the future. And that's just not how these things work. We have, again, like I mentioned earlier, in Pickering, a a tremendous workforce. Brilliant, talented, diverse, uh, hardworking. And there are so many industries and sectors out there, whether it's in clean technology, whether it's in um, uh, artificial, even artificial intelligence, agri-food and agritourism, which is a tremendous uh, opportunity that we have here in Pickering. We need to be attracting the jobs of the future, the industries of the future to move here because we have a lot to offer these companies. But simply trying to, you know, get as much retail jobs or, you know, the, the, for, the industries that, you know, traditionally speaking, people align with, you know, creating jobs, it's not going to do uh, what it needs to do. And it's someone who's younger, who has a different outlook, who's seen, you know, the opportunities that the new innovative economy can offer. That's what I want to come in and, and do to say... Let's attract these other uh, uh, industries. Let's take, for example, the Class A farmland, the fantastic opportunities in agriculture uh, that we have in our in our city, and let's try to bring innovation farms, uh, sorry, innovation uh, jobs right here to capitalize on that. And a lot of the times, you know, there's this outdated thinking. Well, you know, farmers um, aren't necessarily economic drivers and and things like that. But with agriculture, there's a reason why it's the number one industry exporting industry in Canada because there's a tremendous amount of innovative jobs high-tech jobs that come from you know making the the equipment the tools the parts necessary to for the farmers to use there are a tremendous amount of opportunities there and a lot of um, of hard-working people uh, skilled people 
a skilled uh, workforce that we can put to use right here in Pickering. So that's the difference between our approaches is I, I want to look to the future. I want to look to what we can attract to create the jobs for 10, 15, 20 years because I have a different outlook, right? Like in 10, 15, 20 years, I'll be whatever, 40, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, and a lot of young people and even people who are older will we'll still be of working age, right? And if we just keep pushing back, the things that we we prioritize, whether it's jobs or whether it's 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 our economy in general, we're not going to move forward in the way that we need to. So that's what I think differentiates, you know, our approaches. Yeah, for sure. Um, so then, going into um, the next topic of yeah. of young voter turnouts. Yeah. Um, so just in ge- like the first general question is mm-hmm. just like why should young people participate in politics? Because there's so mm-hmm. many like. It's funny because, like, like for me, I feel like I'm in a bubble because, like, yeah. my everyone I follow on social media, the people I know, the people I want to see tweets from or whatever, like, these are all people who are, like, like I'm going to vote and I'm ready to vote and yeah. everyone votes. So then I expect to see, like, huge numbers yeah. and, then turn out. and yeah. then you find out it's so low yep. and you hear from other people, like, oh, like, I voted for this person because they promised, like, $1 beers, but yeah. I don't really care about anything else. <laughs> yeah. Things like that. So, like, why should young people become more involved yeah well that's an interesting point because you're right i mean i (laughs) you're obviously engaged politically speaking and and, and in the community so you're going to be friends with people that are politically engaged and then people kind of just stay in their bubbles and then you think everyone and then outside of the outside of that bubble no one's really engaged yeah no it's it's a huge problem in terms of uh young people getting involved now i will say one thing because i don't want to be that politician who just says negative things about opponents and and the people that um that uh the the person that i'm running against right now here in pickering uh this next election happening between october 15th to 22nd will be online and telephone voting and i i think that the current council that voted on this and i believe that's a good job thank you because we need to engage people who are young who have families who don't necessarily, who don't traditionally get involved. And young people don't feel like they, they can get involved because they don't think they can make a difference. They see their officials as being uh, part of a different sort of class, right? They don't see themselves in their officials. That's why I think with Jennifer, it's, and, and you know, the, the new sort of wave of politicians, it's really, it's going to help, I think, eventually in the long run, because young people can now see themselves mm-hmm. in their politicians. And that, that, that makes a huge difference. It really does. Yeah. Uh, because when I, especially for someone like myself, when I was younger, and I saw, you know, f- prominent politicians, whether it's in the, in the United States or here in Canada, you know, people of color, you know, people who are, um, who don't necessarily, who aren't, who look like me, right? That makes me think that I can be that, right? Instead of doing what uh, maybe someone younger would traditionally do. So I think as we start seeing that, as we start seeing people who are more diverse get more involved in politics, I'm hoping that that can sort of spur some, some, some more engagement. But I think fundamentally speaking, we need to make sure that young people's voices are heard in the decision-making process. I think only then, it's going to be a long process, but I think only then will young people sort of get more engaged when they feel like they can have a say. And that's not just because of that specific generation. Everyone needs to feel like that. There's a reason why in 2015, the previous federal election, there was an increase of voter turnout amongst young people. It's because the prime minister now, at that time, the leader of the Liberal Party, spoke to the issues that mattered. Said, you know what? We're going to increase grants, um, uh, the Canadian Student Grants um, program. 
we're going to you know, make your life more affordable. We're going to implement policies that you care about. And in that way, we'll improve your lives. And then that's when you saw a drastic turnout of, of, of a drastic uptick of turnout for young people. So I think it's possible. I think we've shown that it is. And I remember after 2015, there was a, oh, every thought piece imaginable. Oh, our young people now, you know, the, the, new, the new demographic. Do you, you, can you only win federal elections now or provincial elections now with young people? And yeah, but <laughs> you got to get them to turn out. You got to get them engaged. You got you to show them that you're genuine and that you care about their issues and that their voices will be heard. And then they'll come out just like they did in 2015. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. For sure. So then um, going off of that, are there any tips that you would give um, young people to become like informed voters and learn about um, like especially in like municipal elections? Yeah. Like, I'll be honest, I've lived in Ajax for yeah. 15 years and yeah. I don't know anything. Really? Like I see like the, the signs, okay. like, everyone's names, yeah. some that I remember because they're there like every other year. Yeah. Um, but I don't know much about municipal elections. It's 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 difficult because again one of the reasons why I started that Pickering votes in 2014 was to provide some more information. It's difficult. The only real interaction that a lot of people have with the municipal process is if they're lucky enough to have a candidate knock on their door. So yeah, it's it's definitely um, difficult to to get engaged. And what I would my piece of advice, where if you do want to get involved and engaged, is to reach out to one of these campaigns, you'll be surprised. Not a lot of people reach out to us. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, they just don't a lot of the times because municipally speaking, you know, it's, it's hard to get people engaged. Mm-hmm. So reach out to them. Give them a call. Give them an email. I guarantee you if they're a half-decent uh, campaign and candidate, they'll reach back out to you very happy. Mm-hmm. We'll meet you for a coffee. We'll meet you for, for lunch. We'll meet you for, you know, whatever it might be. And we'll try to sell you on getting involved in that campaign. And I think that can be such a rewarding experience. It's, it's scary to knock doors, don't get me wrong, but you do it once, you talk to a candidate, you feel like you can get involved, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter if you ever, ever ended up running for, for a political position in the future, but you'll get more involved, more engaged, you'll, you'll stay engaged, and I think you'll be interested in politics Whenever an election comes, because you've had that personal kind of experience with it. So to give you, to, and here's how I know that that works. Because in my in my former job, I worked with a lot of with a lot of people who were you know younger, uh, and politically engaged. So that's clearly the minority when it comes to young people. But in a lot of their instances, when they you know you know we're we're, we're chatting and uh, in, in social gatherings and we talk about things like this, like how'd you get involved? Excuse me, in politics. A lot of them will say, you know, I just I just sent an email when I was young or someone just knocked on my door and they seemed cool. And I just said, like, can I, you know, like, can I do this with you? And I didn't I wasn't really involved in politics. I didn't really care in politics about politics. But then, like, look up where I am now. I'm working for a member of parliament. Right. Or I'm working for a member of provincial parliament or I'm a you know government relations person or I'm, a you know, a lobbyist or whatever it might be. So it's it's it can work. And. If you just look at where is a candidate that can kind of talk to my issues or maybe just looks like me or someone that I I can connect to and reach out to them, you will learn a lot. Do you think that there's something that we can do to change how young people feel about voting at like a younger age? Like I know in elementary schools, I remember we had like 
the the fake vote type yeah. thing every election, but yeah. that's like that's every election. That's not like a yeah. constant thing. So yeah. what would you maybe say on that? Well, one, I think we need to fix civics in this province. Yeah. <laughs> civics in this province is porous. Oh my god, it is not. A, it, I. It's very rare to encounter a person who's who's had, in my opinion, a, a positive in, impact, like positive impact uh, when they took civics in grade ten, and that's a problem. A lot of the times, I don't think I think in our province, this is not you know my ballpark. I'm not running to be your MPP or anything like that. But uh, I think a lot of times in in um, in this province, we have civics teachers who are well-meaning, well-intentioned, but a lot of the times don't do what they need to do to get that interest out of their students, right? And that fake vote is is cool, and I think it's a good it's a good first step. But I remember because again, I was always interested in politics, so I was in civics class. And it's like, who's the mayor? Who's your MPP? And it's like pictures of them. And you have to circle. And that's that's no way to get engaged because you're not you're you're not gonna remember that once you walk out that door. You know, it's not like politics shouldn't be like a memory of a person's name. It should be about institutions. It should be about um, uh, policies, right? Like I don't I can't remember in civics actually having a discussion about policy. Because you will get, like, a debate out of that. People will get interested, young people. I mean, young people love to argue. You know, I'm sure every parent out there who, who, who would listen or would, 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 would concur. So why don't we get that out of them? Why don't we say, hey, this is, you know, an important bill that's, that's coming out of the, like, right now, cannabis, you know, bill uh, C45 and C46. People won't know what C45, how a bill uh, gets passed if you just tell them if you just you know throw that process on them but if you want to say hey this is you know the cannabis legislation uh, which is you know in the news and pop culture and everything let's see how this actually works through the process let's see the steps that it needed to take I think that would engage a lot more people so we need to have new innovative ways of teaching uh, uh, kids at a young age and in grade 10 in civics it's, the, it's really the the prime age there's a reason why that that course is there I think it's a fantastic idea I just think the execution of it hasn't come uh, full circle and you know what I mean I would support uh, uh, you know measures to lower the voting age because I think once people start getting engaged at a very and there's been private member bills um, that have you know tried to do this in the past both I believe provincially as well as federally and I think it would have a tremendous impact on people I think if people at a really young age uh, you know 16 is I believe when you're in grade 10 and you have that civics course if that course is done properly where people can actually you know be informed and a lot of people say, well, young people aren't informed. Why should they vote? Um, there's a lot of people who aren't inf- informed right, right across the spectrum. <laughs> so um, I don't think that's necessarily fair to young people. But let's look at these ways to, tr- to get them out to vote, to get uh, engaged in the process, instead of just you know checking off a, a, a box saying, yeah, they took civics. There, there's a lot of new and innovative ways when it comes to the education system, and we, need to, we definitely need to look at that because that's really the only way that I think we can change this. Yeah, I think my last question on this topic is just um, what would you maybe want to say to, like, a young voter who, like, say you knock on their door and they're like, I don't really care, I'm not going to vote. What would you want to say to them? Oh, that's a good question. Okay, so this is, uh, I'm going to maybe turn this around just a little bit. Mm -hmm. I had a conversation with a young person at the door yesterday. He comes out, and it was my own bias, to be honest. Uh, he, He came out, and he didn't. I didn't think he was going to be very engaged. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know, I didn't want to like bother him too much. So 
I I uh, I was I didn't try to take up too much too much of his time. Usually I ask them like, hey, what are your kind of top local issues? Things that you'd like to talk about. And so I said, you know, if you or anyone else in the house has any kind of top local issues, just let me know. And he's like, yeah, you know what? And then he kind of started talking about the state of the road. Mm-hmm. I said, wow, okay, cool. Like we can have this conversation. And like I let's talk. And eventually it got to the point he was seven, like he was nineteen, I believe. So just voted like last year, and he was he talked to me about how excited he was mm-hmm. to vote. And he he said, you know, it's good to see young people and like we need to start talking about our issues. So I guess to the to the person that I would meet at the door, I would tell them what like I'd ask them what are the issues they cared about, Mm -hmm. because I guarantee in one of those one of those issues will in somehow in some way deal with the municipality or with a government of some sort. So, for example, what someone I got like another a person at the door, a young person. This was a while ago, and then they said, you know, they didn't, like, oh, I don't really have anything. But um, I saw he was wearing like a, a jersey and just like a, a basketball jersey, mm-hmm. and you could tell he had just come, you know, from 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 playing some some type of sport. And so I started talking to him about you know the need for more uh, recreational sports facilities in the in the city. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, man. Like he's like, it's summer. No, he's like, it's so true. You know, it's summer and. And, you know, I can go out and, you know, to Dunbarton or to St. Mary's and play on the, on the, on the, on the basketball courts. But when it gets to wintertime, I have to trek out all the way to Ajax or Whitby, pay 15 bucks to go and play, play just to just play a couple hours of pickup. Like, I'm not going to do that. One, I'm young. I can't necessarily, I don't have a car. I can't drive myself out there. Transportation's terrible uh, to get to those places. And... I said, well, now you're talking my language, right? Like, we need to have this. We need to have more recreational sports facilities that are supervised and accessible. Because you know what? That leads to a bunch of things. It leads to crime reduction mm-hmm. because, because young people, especially in, in marginalized uh, communities that are, are perhaps not as well off as others, that's just an issue that, you know, a young, a young guy can, can, can care about, perhaps who likes to play sports. And there are countless others across, like, demographics when it comes to young people. It's these types of issues. If you have a conversation with someone, they're going to say something that deals with the city. They really will. Or that deals with, even if it's the federal, provincial, it doesn't matter how you get them involved politically. Just as long as they, 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 they know that it affects them in some way, there's going to be some common ground, something that I can tell them, well, hey, you know, your counselors or your politicians should be doing this and this and that to get you the result that you want. So I think people respond when you ask them questions and when you see what they care about. And for a young person, it's, it's no different. Yeah. Um, Touching back on what we were talking about before and like running as, you know, a young person, which is a minority in like municipal elections and running as a person of color. Like if there was, I think, I think it is, it's become obvious with news media and social media that there are a lot of racial biases in Durham region, um, Ajax Pickering, like places where you wouldn't expect it. Mm -hmm. Um, so if if you were to like you say you're knocking on people's doors or someone responded yeah. to you and you know like your um age or your race was something that yeah. want, deterred them maybe from wanting to vote for you like what would you reply with So it has happened <laughs> um on age uh, in some instances First of all it's 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 obviously not a good kind of experience to have mm-hmm. it's not and but how I take it is this. It's obviously very negative, and, it, and it, it sucks. But I always remind myself of the, honestly, 20, 30 people before that who say, 
wow, it's great that we have young people, people who are who are who are diverse, people who don't look like cancel looks now that are running, and I'm going to vote for you because of that. So I always remind myself of that. So I, I understand that it's a terrible, it's it's not a good experience, and you know, I'm, but I I'm not going to sit here, and, I'm not going to sit there and say, well, you know, the entire town is prejudiced or the entire ward is prejudiced and why am I doing this? I'm going to say, you know what? You're kind of a crappy human being for, 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 for dictating your vote about what I look like, what my skin color is. Um, but I'm not going to hold the rest of the town kind of accountable because of, because of your actions with age. I think, I think age and, and, and race and sexual orientation or sexual orientation as well as uh, gender is completely different with age. It's actually like, it makes, it sort of makes sense because people say, well, what experience do you have? Mm -hmm. And then at that point, that's when you have to do your job as a, as a person who's trying to be a politician to sell yourself. Mm -hmm. And there's, I can't tell you how many times people say, well, you kind of, you kind of young. And they say, yeah, I am young, but you know, I have my, uh, my degree from the university of Guelph. I have my, master's degree from uh, the University of London. I've done this for three years. I've worked on, you know, this specific issue. This is what I, how I've delivered. This is how I've helped the community. So yeah, I'm young, but I have the necessary experience. And then at that point they say, okay, cool. you know, that sounds good. So a lot of the times with age, it's about, you know, what have you actually accomplished and why should I trust you with being my counselor? So with that, it's a bit, it's, it's more fair in my opinion, because then you just have to to explain yourself, and then if you explain yourself and they say mm, that's not enough, that's uh, that's their prerogative as a voter to make that decision. Um, but even then, a lot more people actually like when you're young. You're not that person who's just going to go to city hall and and you know there's the way things are run there. You're not going to just like work work with whatever they want to do. But in terms of race and gender, gender of course that I don't necessarily have to experience. But with race, that is it's it's an it's a very upsetting experience. But you just kind of have to. What I normally do is this. I, I almost like chuckle as as bad as that sounds mm -hmm. because it's like, you know, you're kind of a, a crappy human being. It's almost it's 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 really un unfortunate. And either one, I'll just say, you know, enjoy the rest of your day. Mm -hmm. Or uh, if it's like kind of a really bad experience, I've only happened this once. I'll just because you call you out with literature. I'll just snatch my literature and just mm -hmm. say, you know, thanks for your time. Enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah. And you just walk out. Right, and there are times where one 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 person told me, uh, "Were you born in this country?" And I and I at the end, it was at, after the end after thirty or forty minutes of having a conversation mm -hmm. with this person, and she said she was going to vote for me at the end of it, and I was always like, "I don't know if I necessarily want your vote," but she said I wouldn't have voted for you if you weren't Canadian, and I said, "Well, I, one I am, mm -hmm. two you can't." run for election if you're not Canadian, if your version of Canadian is a, you know, white Anglo-Saxon, like, person, then that's not a vote that I necessarily, like, would want, and she went on and said, you know, when people aren't from this country and, you know, run for office and all that stuff, and, I, and that was unfortunate, because that's not how this thing works, we're in Canada, we're a diverse country, this is a place where, you know, if you, you work hard and you do the best you can, you can do anything you want, including representing your fellow Canadians on, on a municipal government of sort. So experiences like that are very, like very unfortunate, but one, you have to like be reasonable and professional about it and call out biases when you see them in the sense of like when this person said that, you know, I, I corrected her and you can't change someone's mind, but you can, you can let them know about the facts and then you can say, 
enjoy the rest of your day and goodbye. What are you? You can't yell at them. You can't do anything like that because that's then you're stooping to their level, right? In my the way I look at it. So you you rise above it, and you you state the facts when they when when the opportunity presents itself, and then you move on because that next door that you're gonna talk to. More likely than not, will be a very kind, very compassionate, very understanding, very uh, good person mm-hmm. who will look at you at your, on your merits uh, and and your qualifications, not about the you know the color of your skin or your gender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Well said. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. That was all for me. If there's anything else you like, you want to like plug in your. Uh, well, <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'd just say to, to if you know anyone in Ward One or really the city of Pickering or around who's interested, you know, my website's musamensur.ca. It's got a bit about myself. Um, I don't know if it's got anything more than I've <laughs> said this podcast, um, but I'll be coming out with some more policy positions uh, after Labor Day when more people are paying some paying attention. Um, but I would just say that. You know, I think we really need some fresh ideas and new leadership and, and council here in Pickering. I think we need people who are going to shake some things up, who are going to do things differently, who are going to take different approaches. And I'm excited to see um, there for, for young people, people of color, people who are uh, come from a diverse background. I think after this municipal election and even after the the previous provincial election, I think you saw an uh, an increase of um, and in the in uh, Queens Park in general, you know, more women are, are are there, more people of color, which is always fantastic. Um, I think we're going to start to see ourselves reflected in our in our um, in our bodies of government, and I think that's a positive positive experience for everyone. So I just say that uh, you know, check out my website musimenser.ca, and then if you're in Ward One, I'd love to have your support. Uh, when it comes to between October 15th and 22nd. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much. No problem. Well, there you have it. Election Day is on October 22nd, and we at Alma Latina really hope that all of our listeners go out and make sure to have their voices heard. For more information on the candidates running in your ward in your city, you can check out your city websites, look it up online, and make an informed decision on their platforms. We have the privilege in Durham, in Ontario, in Canada, to be able to have our voices heard, speak to our local politicians, and make sure that our needs are being met. And to any young voters who might be listening, your voice does matter, you can make a difference, please make sure to go out and vote. Not just in this municipal election, but in the upcoming federal elections, in any provincial elections, any elections that come up, you can make a difference. Your vote can make a difference. Act now.